There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Everywhere we go, people want to know who we are and where we come from. So who are you and where you just come from? Um, I'm Alison Myler and I'm from Dublin One. <laughs> and I'm Jesus. <laughs> That's lovely. That was very yes. posh though from Dublin One, wasn't it? <laughs> You're not on the phone here now. <laughs> uh, my name's Amy Myler and I'm also from D1. <laughs> so the two of you, um, actually it was Beverly Coughlin shared your yeah. journey over in Turkey and I, I went on and I was in absolute stitches so you kind of went you would be well known Amy obviously yeah, because yeah. of your job now but you kind of went viral yeah on Instagram yeah. so do you want to tell me about that uh, like we just we man wanted always to get our teeth done so it was literally four weeks before we went uh, over to Turkey um, that we booked it and like I decided to go with her and everybody was asking like can you please because set up the instagram for the turkey trip for when you go away because we were already on the instagram no it was it was actually before that i would i have like a highlight on my instagram of me ma so i'd always buzz out me ma and have videos up of me ma so before we were going over everybody was like i just can't wait to see this trip please record it but when we were over there like, I was just recording a normal, like, not for anything. Yeah. And it just blew up. Like, it was just... Everything I was doing was just for air laugh, but everybody just got a laugh out of it. Yeah. And while I was waiting on my talkie tiles, <laughs> as usual, you know, but anyway, we had to do some entertainment. <laughs> no, um, it was more of when she got the injections. No, first of all, when I got to the airport, I got me fucking... You're on Larry, right, of course. Of course, <laughs> couldn't forgot my passport. God, yeah. I got straight to the airport door in the taxi and something clicked. I was like, I had to forget my passport. Right. So I had to go from the airport back around to Finglas, got to the, uh, into the airport and then got down. We were queuing for about two hours and then my me, uh, me vaccine was out of date. <laughs> Nightmare. No. And then... Had to, got sent off the queue and had to go for a PCR test in the airport and had to wait. Oh, it was just a disaster from the start. That's the thing when you haven't got your um, booster. Yeah. That's the trick everybody out there. If you go to the airport, you haven't got your booster in, in date, you have to pay 25 euro in the <laughs> airport for, um, what's the test? PCR. The PCR test. So that's a little trick. Be warned. <laughs> Did you want to kill her? I wanted to strangle the head off of the taxi, <laughs> but like my nerves was already gone, so I couldn't actually spoil the whole holiday yeah. before we even got on the plane. Yeah, no, that was that was like one of the things. Like even going for a week, I thought we were like one of us were going to come home in black bag. <laughs> <laughs> 
but, but like the way it just went, like you know, what, the relationship always wasn't perfect. You know, holiday, it was the best holiday ever. Really, we never laughed so much. Really, to be honest, it just came naturally. You know, these videos that she was putting up, and I'm very famous nowadays. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I heard you're getting stopped at Duns and everything. Are you Dunn stores and all? They're all asking me and say, "Who are you? Like, would you not get your old Instagram?" And then they're asking. Then the other day, when I put a stew up on the Instagram, I was giving Amy some stew in a bucket to bring into work, <laughs> and she says to me, "This girl and Dunn stores." Thank you very much, Webby. I don't know your name. Um, she asked, "Did you get your?" Stew? No, she. I says, "Do you want a? Do you want a, some a, a lunchbox of stew for your lunch?" And she comes out, "But do you need three pots of bleeding stew to fill the bleeding thing up?" The thing was like a cement mixer. And do you live together? No, 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 no. no, no. So, talk to me about one that you said just there a minute ago, the relationship. Have you always travelled together? Have you no. always been close? Like, never like this. We did years ago when there were children. But that's another story. I went away once with the three children when they were young to Puerto Rico and I'd never do it again. <laughs> I came about, okay, I went over thinking me toadies and I came back feeling about 89. <laughs> they mourned each other the minute they arrived. Never again. I learned me lesson off that mm. one. No, so, um, like it was like, no, like because my ma had me when, you know, she was young, you know, growing up, so... It was always like kind of sisters, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah. killing each other. And then obviously when you like you get to an adult, like you appreciate You're relationships mature, more, like, you know, with your man also. Honestly, the the holiday is just the best holiday I've ever been on. Not one drop of drink. Like all we done really? was actually not one drop of drink did we have. And it like my stomach was actually killing me from laughing. Yeah, it was belly laughs on the scone. What's that talky um tea called? Again, the turkey tea we were drinking. That's oh, the chai. The chai, the chai tea. Over there. Recommend a beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> she's looking Throw for that a, in there, you she's know. She's looking for a free holiday. <laughs> looking for a free turkey. <laughs> You're an influencer now. She's Come here, tell me. Um, you said that you uh, off um, camera. You said that you always wanted to get your teeth done. Tell me about that. Oh yeah, you see, uh, always, always, all my family always had brilliant teeth. I'd love my teeth when I was younger, but I looked after my children's teeth as well. I've got them braces. Thank you, Amy. Clap, clap, clap. I got my other son's beautiful teeth and my sister has beautiful teeth and my nephew <laughs> and that's the little family we have. So I always wanted my teeth done and my little witch came through on my turkey. Yeah, no. Holiday. What was wrong with your teeth? Um, smoking and drinking tea, really, to be mm. honest. And mm. Really, just bad. Like she hadn't got a bard in the great going I hadn't, over. really hadn't. You know, you could park a part tunnel in one of them and decide... <laughs> this woman lost her job. She was taking fears from the park <laughs> She thought it was that tooth we were driving <laughs> So tell me about is Dublin 1, whereabouts in Dublin 1 are you from? Literally in right in the heart of Dublin 1. So like you have like Crow Park, so right in the flats, like we're still in the flats while my man is. Well, I'm originally from Shamrock James Street originally. Right. And then um, when, these, when these guys were younger, I got um, a flat in Oak Lake, Great Clarendon Street flats, just across from Croke Park. So it's always very busy around the area with the pubs and all and the matches. Brilliant place to live. Lovely neighbours. And if you ever need anything, they'll have you back. Yeah. Like, uh, I asked a little... Uh, I was like, whose party is there in the flats the other day to a little young flint? And he says, me nanny's torty it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Are you messing? No, I'm messing. Uh, <laughs> now, the, the good thing about Dublin One, the, the people in the area, it's, it's like... A, it's, a, it's, a na- it's a real community-based place. If you need a lend of a bag of sugar, for instance, one of my neighbours was doing a come dine with me and she asked me for lending me table. She said, that's no problem. We just showed her over her shoulders and she's under intro. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. And I completely believe that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because my mum, as I said before, my mum is from um, Civil Place 
And she's 70 now this year. And I know she'd go back in a heartbeat. Yeah. She lives in Kulak now. Yeah. But I know she would just, because she's like, no, she has our neighbours, she has the Means, she has the Egan's, all that yeah. live beside yeah. her. So she has our towny neighbours, yeah. do you know what I mean? But she still would say, I'd love to be back yeah. living where yeah. I lived. Well, well, my father now and my, my, my aunties are still in the in the neighbourhood at the moment. There's they all come to the tenement, tenement buildings. That's where they all originally mm. from. And uh, she's still there and... This is how the community she is when she's doing her washing. I went into the flats one day and she's on the ground floor and she had her clothes horse out, all her white bras and her knickers in the front on display. And I went, Oh my God, Bridget, what are you doing? Get that man. I don't care, she says, as long as that white, who doesn't care? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, Bridget Myler, she's like still in Liberty House. If you, even she if did I, a famous film, In Between the Canals, as well. That's, yeah, she was in, oh, the, in Between the Canals. Oh, she really? was the nanny. Yeah, yeah, very good. Like, if you, one person, even in town, like, uh, like if you say, Do you know? Bridget Myler, they'll say yeah. Oh, really? Like everybody knows Bridget Myler from Liberty House. She fed the whole flats. Stray dogs, even there was stray dogs at the flats mm-hmm. when we were growing up, and um, everyone used to feed them in the flats. And I think his name was Toby, and he was used to sleep in the flats and all. And he needed an operation, so my auntie came out one day. She went around with a hat and put all the money in. This is how close of the community we are. And put all the money in, and the whole flat's paid for his operation for his leg. And a successful story, he survived that. <laughs> now, <laughs> thank God. Isn't it mad, like, that you have that community? But tell me a little bit about you. So you're growing up then, and then we move on. Um, but you're growing up, and you had Amy. Uh, what, can I ask? 16, what, uh, 16. I that, yeah. Very and, young. And was, is she your eldest? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, mm. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what, what was it like for you? I was very hard, to be honest. I was a child having a child, really, to mm. be honest. But, um, yeah, my mother really helped me through that, you know, helped me, you know, feed her and, and babysit and everything else with that. But I have two other sons then after that, a uh, 26-year-old Leon and a 24-year-old Jake. But um, the good thing I really can say is that they grow with you now that I'm in my 40s. That's why they think every, Amy's my sister. Mm. You see, she, the people say, I was like, I'm Homer. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's now mad. it's a talky yeah. teeth in now, not yeah. a blemish on her face. <laughs> <laughs> and come here, did you, at that time, did you find it hard telling your ma, like, that you were pregnant or? Oh, God, yeah, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I was only 15, like, I had one of 16, and um, it was very difficult. That, back then, all, all times were different towards what they are nowadays, but... Um, yeah, I, I found the courage to tell her. I think it was about a month pregnant and, um, ah, you know, the usual shock. And they wanted to get me married. They knew the priest in yeah. uh, Marlborough Street. Where, no, actually, it was Gardner Street where they got married. And my mother and father, the old stock, you know, we know the priest and we'll get you married with Amy's father. <laughs> and um, I says, no, 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 no. So they'll get the date and all. Are you delighted well, now? Well <laughs> <laughs> Are you delighted? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll ask him the same, really. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and then can I ask you around, what was it like around that time? Because in the 40s, was the heroin epidemic around then? Oh, um, yeah, that, that was, remember the marches that was going mm. on and all? They were very, very, they were marching at, what, what was it called again, the, the marches? What John White led them all, mm. a lot of them around the area. Very bad when we were growing up, around the, the the heroin especially, you know, God mm. bless them all. Now most of them is dead. Mm. You know, that's what happens. You never see an old addict because you don't live to, you know, with mm. it. It's terrible, it really is, but... Still the same though as well, do you know? Like, do you think in, so, is in it? In town, yeah. Like, I think, like, like, coming, like, even where I'm living, do you know, in Finglas, 
and in town especially. It is, like, it's still, you know, mm. it's well, still there. I walk into homeless hostels, and um, God bless them, there's a lot of them that's in there, you know, and they are trying to get help, you know. There's just no support out there for them, really, mm. you know, to get them onto these clinics that can help them get them off them heavy drugs and all. Like, the, some of them are really 100% trying, you know, God bless them, but they need extra help. It's just that they haven't mm. got the resources to help them. You or know? money, or money, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's very sad, mm. it's very sad. And you never would you, you never went down that route? Never took drugs in my life, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're on camera. Ah! <laughs> right, the giant of squidgy black that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I like me a little drink. No, that's, that's enough I need, <laughs> And you said there earlier on then as well that you, uh, you're like sisters and you have mm. a relationship. But... Is that good sometimes that you're like sisters because you just want to kill each other? Oh, now. Jesus, yeah. Like, we actually haven't went head to head now in a while. No, 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 no. I'll no. give her an arm wrestle now if she wants it. I'm only just saying that the car on the way out. I said something in the car. I said, Amy, did you realize you're talking to. You think you're talking to two year olds here? Shut up and do it. I think you think you're talking to. I didn't say shut up. I said, I don't know what upset I was. No, it's good, but we're close now. I think the holiday was just the best that brought us together. Yeah. Good Something, you know, like in the future because y'all look everybody looks back on memories mm-hmm. like it more like everybody no matter what in life always focuses on the good memories yeah even when bad things happen like you know so this is something that like that holiday and being in turkey and spending that with me ma that will be something that i'll hold with me for the rest of my life mm-hmm. and something that it's, it's like i'll cherish and regardless of what happened or grown up it's that that good memory well, I became famous because <laughs> yeah. mm. it's very like I was talking about my brother this last week and I, you know it's some of his memories that he has grown mm. up and some memories that I have grown up are totally different yeah. and we don't and he focuses on some of these mem- memories and he was like to me but you don't understand you've let that go yeah. I haven't yeah, yeah. And that's hard. Yeah, but everybody's different as well, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Like, everybody's brain. Like, sometimes you'd love to just take your brain out and put it on a boil wash, wouldn't you? No, I know. <laughs> like, yeah. just mm. put it on a boil wash. It's just, it's all about, do you know, like, you just, like, even... I think the older you get as well. Like, mm. I forget I forget who people's names and all. Mm. Like, I can't remember years ago, so that's probably a good thing as yeah. well, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Amy, what was it like for you then, growing up? Growing up, like... See the person I am now and, like, how I look and my tattoos and everything. Like, I always haven't been this person. Okay. Like, if you look at my Instagram, like, the one quote that I'll always have there is, be the hippie honey I've always wanted to be. Because growing up, like, in the flats in Summerhill, you know, like, years ago, like, we're talking, what, about 20 years ago, um was so different to what it is now. Like, you know, I would have got bullied in the flats and then I would have got picked on and then one day I walked down to the flats and seeing somebody hit me brother Leon and I just stood up and I battered the umfla like mm. I killed the umfla um, and then I just stood up for myself and stood up for my brothers and never let anybody touch them and they used to go around being like to all the fellas I'll get Amy Myler to kill you that's my sister <laughs> and he's still saying <laughs> but you know that's that's how you had to be like you had to stand, in, up. You had to stand up for yeah. yourself but even, like, you know, with my tattoos and dreads and even my ears being stretched, like, when I, like, as I'm saying, when that quote is, be the hippie honey you always wanted to be, because I always wanted to be the person I am, but I always try to fit in. I always try to fit in, in town, you know, dressing in high heels and skirts and trying to be popular. 
And then I just came to a point where I was like, no, I'm going to be me. Be yourself. Like, just be myself and, like, you know, dreads and tattoos. Because when I... I'm already proud of who she is. Yeah, but when I first got... When I was first getting, like, my ear stretched dreads, like, everybody had something to say. Everybody was like, what are you doing that for? Or, like, you know, they're stupid. And now, because it's cool, everybody likes it now. And everybody compliments me tattoos. And I'm like... I like I it's nice when people give me compliments but I don't look for that do you know it's not like oh, I love get like that attention or whatever it's do you remember when, when you get compliments do you remember before yeah I, I take it back where I'm like you know the people that were had something to say right come up now when I'm in just say the pub and whatever it's like I look deadly this and whatever and they would have been the first people to say something negative about trying to find myself who I was Cause when like when you're doing something in life, right, and you're changing who you are, and somebody says something negative, that sticks with you more than the positive. So it's kind of like I always like remember, mm-hmm. you know, what people said to now. Where I'm like, I'm just me now. Like I don't need the compliments. But probably ten years ago, if you said I look deadly, yeah, yeah, I would have felt top of the pops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I probably would have walked around a pair of high heels then as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I'm just me. Like I just. So what took you there? Talk. Bring it back for me a little bit. The mm. bullying. What was the bullying about? If you don't mind. Just because I was a tomboy. Mm. So I like I was a brilliant football player. So I used to hang around with all the boys and play football. So I would have been called, you know, like a tomboy, a man, this, that and whatever. Yeah. Until you went I battered them all. <laughs> you went you went to FAI in Massachusetts. Yeah, I went to, went to over in America like coaching soccer and all. But like years ago, like it's just like in the flats, you know, I wasn't a girly girl. I wasn't pretty or, you know, like the boys never wanted to kiss me or not, and you know, she like, wouldn't play with a doll or a Barbie, you know. <laughs> but but yeah. did you want the boys to kiss you? Yeah, because you're mm. a girl, you're grown mm. up, mm. you know. <laughs> but like now, you know, it's even like I'd be always messing with my friends when we're out, mm. and the fellas are coming up to me, and I said, "You didn't want to kiss me 15 years mm. ago. Get away mm. from me mm. now, mm. just because I have false eyelashes on now. My eyebrows laminated. <laughs> get away from me now." <laughs> If you win me in an arm wrestle, I'll meet you. Yeah. <laughs> and tell me, how did the bullying manifest itself in you? Like, what you, like, like how did it do? To, what did it do to you physically? It, it, and, it, and yeah, like uh, growing up, it makes you fairly insecure. Still, even like you know, you're insecure in yourself. Like, if anybody that's being bullied years ago, like, it has some sort of damage that it's done inside. But, like, not that I let it affect me, like, you know, now, but it did have a toll on you growing up because mm. it does make you insecure and you're never happy at how you look, even though you probably look amazing. But mm. What's on the inside, really, yeah, isn't that counts how you feel, really? Mm. What was it like for you, Alison, when she was being bullied? Was she coming in crying? Or was um, she... Well, there's nothing I could do, really, you know. She really just had to put her on two feet in front of the other and say, listen, stand up for yourself, really. Come, it's the only way out of it, really, isn't it, Amy? Mm. To stand up for yourself. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have actually ran home and told me, man. Would you not? She no, told me once is... or twice, but... Yeah, like, I would have kind of kept it in. Like, I wouldn't have been, like... Like, I would... Like, even now, like, I would... You know, I keep... Not that I keep stuff in. I kind of hold stuff in. So, you know, like, I kind of deal with it then myself the way I did deal with it then. Yeah. When I battled the unfair for hit me brother. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I never moaned about it. 
It was years, like it was years and years ago now. And I get that, and I get like because nowadays, like my mother-in-law and my mother will say she'll never fight for our children because the children will be back talking. Oh, yeah, on the yeah. road, she never she'd always fight for our children. Of course, she'd be she'd, te- I was going to go out, and, but she'd demand to be tearing the head out of each other in the flats, and they'd be <laughs> killing each other. And the next day, the kids are running down, just holding their hands. Yeah, do mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. it's a tricky one, really, isn't yeah. it? It's actually yeah. a tricky one. Yeah, it is. So <laughs> when you decided then to get your first tattoo, what was it and why? Um, my first tattoo is my sugar skull there. So it's a sugar skull. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, it's the day of a dead. It's the day of a dead. So it was more like for me nanny, it's in remembrance, the day of the dead. And then it just escalated. Oh, <laughs> don't start me. <laughs> Talk to me about this one and then this one on your chest. So everybody thinks this is the devil. It's mm. not the devil. <laughs> it's a Japanese henya. And it's just to protect you from all evil. And like, it's it's a positive thing. So, um, like, that's kind of one that kind of means the most to me. That's why I got it on the chest. And why then, did you get that one? Because, no, actually, the one as well on my neck, my throat tattoo, was a lotus flower. Mm-hmm. And a lotus flower, like, grows in muck and it grows through to become a beautiful flower. So that's the way, you know, like, you know, I feel... That, like not that inspires you. Yeah, like it inspires yeah. me. Yeah, like she's spiritual. She's very spiritual, Amy. That's yeah, but tell me, don't. I'm not letting you go. Really? <laughs> tell me that. Tell me that about it growing. In, like you said, it grows in muck. Like. Yeah, it grows in muck. So I feel like you know, like that's how I am. Do you know, like I grew up, you know, and like from living in the flats and being bullied and whatever, and you know, in the shit area, like. That's something beautiful. And you've made something big here, like yeah. a lovely job, lovely care, you know, you really oh, yeah. have. Didn't yeah. sound micro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, 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 yes, no matter. But you're getting the bus home. <laughs> <laughs> and then the one for protection, why did you get that one? Just to protect me from like negativity and like I do, I, I'm a very positive person, um, you know, and <clears throat> I always try to stay positive, but there's certain times in your life that you always can't be positive. And like what? Like those circumstances of stuff happening. Like life itself when you grow up. Like I always say to my friends, it's mad when you're younger, all you do is you want to grow up, you think it's great. Mm. So it's like, you know, they're all the talkies now. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, that's really it. Yeah. And when you say when you say like you, you the negative like, like how do you get out of that? Like how like where did it where did the the hippie home come from? Hippie home is like like about five years ago, like me spiritual side started coming into me. So I'm called hippie home. So hippie part is me being spiritual and me having beliefs, you know, of me angels and numbers and like the law of attraction, all that, and then the hun part is still because I do my makeup, still get me eyelashes done, still get me eyebrows done, and that's where it comes into hippie hun, and mm. I actually love that. Name. Mm, mm. Yeah, so that's where the hippie hun comes into it. <laughs> and when you said that about like your spiritualness, like what is it that you believe in? Um, I believe like I definitely believe like me angels. I believe in the law of attraction. I feel like what you put into the universe, yeah, you get back. And even though it's so hard to say, stay focused and on that track, you know, when there's nothing but negativity happening. Because we all go through patches in life that neg- negativity is happening. It's so hard to stay on the positive side. 
But when you do stay on it, you know, uh, in a few weeks or months, you don't realise of where you're meant to be in life and why things has happened to put you on the right track. Um, where were you meant to be in life, Amy? I don't know yet. Do you know? <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> don't know yet. I say as long as you're happy and you have your heating and your, 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 your food <laughs> yeah. in the fridge and that's all, you're blessed with. That's mm. all you need in life. A bit of mm. heat and put your heating on. Only put it on for the year. We can't afford it anymore. <laughs> like. she, she got her 200 euro for free. Yes, she like, every yeah, lights on. Yeah. <laughs> she has all the lights on. And Alison, you were saying earlier on that like and about negativity and about circumstances and I don't want to harp on it but I know that there was a bit, you went through a bit of trauma with your cancer. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, long story short. Um, Don't long story short. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah. this is a long story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 2014, I just found a lump on the breast. And um, it was just by chance the way I found it. My son was just asking me for lunch money. And I just couldn't believe it. I was sitting up in the bed. And wherever way I stroked and I found a lump. And, of course, I was terrified, to be honest. Straight to the hospital. On a heartbeat. If you ever find a lump, straight on it. Um, six months chemotherapy, radiotherapy, operation, down the line, uh, all clear, thanks be to God. Five years now clear, so... Tell me... Yeah, elaborate. See, Go see, see the way you did it, you did long story short, yeah. and I told you, don't do long story I know. short. So sorry. Because I'm, tr- I'm going to get it out of you, because I want to hear... What, like, so you, you realise you have a lump... Like, what do you do? Like, is, is there... Where's your support? Who do you go to? Who do you tell? Oh, family straight away. I have a twin sister, you know. Okay. There's only two of us in the family, so we're very, very okay. close. So, of course, I was on the phone to her and roaring and crying. And, of course, straight down to the GP. And it's very important to go straight away. Straight down to the GP. Obviously, I told my family and all afterwards. But my sister was the number one because we're very close. There's only two of us, two little twins to call us. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they sent me up to the matter hospital and did biopsies. And what was, what was it like when you were waiting on the results? And stuff well, like I'm not joking. I was just was about to tell you. When I went into the office and they took the biopsy and I knew when he says you can't leave, we have to wait on the results because it's just something suspicious. And I have to tell you, I was, I was puking and all, but my nerves puking. But the lab results come up and he pulled me in and he says, yeah, it's breast cancer. I nearly fell off the chair with the fry. Literally, because I was sitting there on my own. There was no one with me. Oh, yeah. No, was I think I was... No, was that wasn't that the That was the other side. That was when I was gone. Oh, anyway. oh yeah, And why yeah. did you go on your own? I, 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 it was so fast the way that the GP sent me straight up. It was actually so fast. That's why I went up on my own. Uh, I yeah, think I, I was in work and I They were walking. My sister was living down the country. I just had to go on my own and, and face it, you know, but that's... I'll never forget that, that, that words, as long as I live, you have breast cancer. I nearly fell off the chair. And I'm sure everybody out there is that get these results knows how I It's like a toothache. You have to have a toothache to understand what it's like. Mm. So then, anyway, I took a girl off the fright with the nurse. She calmed me down. I got a taxi home, rang the auntie, Bridget, rang my family. They were all in shock, obviously. My sons were there. You know, I was just crying, crying, crying. Smoking about 20 roll-ups on the water, smoking and all. <laughs> my dicks. Tell me this. Was your man passed by then? Yeah, mm-hmm. they were all gone, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Mum and dad. So, basically then, they just get the plans. It, it takes, like, here was me auntie, Bridget Ryla. I'm going to told her on the phone, just to clean the windows, to sweep the floors, <laughs> she says, just to keep your mind off and do the washing. Yeah, because so. that is what people tell you. Just keep going, and yeah. especially old school like Bridget would probably be like, <laughs> just you know, just keep yourself busy. Like you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, God bless her. And um, then all the treatments that came, you know. Then and it was six months of chemo, wasn't it? Six months. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was that like for you? 
Oh God, I'd, my sister came the first time up with me and uh, I reacted straight away, which was, wasn't a good thing for me. Mm-hmm. But um, then they got the, into the chemo into me. It was grand then after that. You know, you just have to keep very strong up there. You have to, you have, to have high spirits because there was a lot of elderly people up there. You know, people are living longer nowadays, so there's more cancers around because mm-hmm. they're living longer, got more diseases. So there was a lot of elderly people up there. There was nuns. There was couples, two couples in their 80s doing chemo together. And I, did, I kept all the spirits up, you wouldn't believe it. Because I was a volunteer in the hospital before that. Okay. I volunteered in the new matter, the new Whitney building before it was just uh, opened. But you have to keep your spi- spirits up, positivity. Um, the girl from 2FM um, with the glasses, she was doing the... Oh, Louise She was doing mm. chemo with me at the mm. same time up there. Mm. She was brilliant as well. She mm. was in high spirits as well. Um, I just kept cracking jokes, trying to keep people, you know, alert, and you get through it, you'll get through it. And positivity is number one. Did you being positive for everyone else get you through it? Um, I think it worked both ways, to be honest. You know, I just a sort of person where you just have to keep on top of things, but of course you get your down days when you're going through the treatments because they do drain you. So what I used to do was I used to get me pot of cabbage organised the night before with me little pot of ribs <laughs> and I'd be drinking the little juice the next day lying at the chair lobbing around with me little dog Tyson. Oh, now, yeah. and that was my little story about me canter lying on the chair <laughs> trying to get through it. Yeah. What were you mm. like, Amy? How old were you? How old were you? When did this happen? Um, 2014. 2014. No, 2000, oh, yeah, 2014. Jeez, what age was I? I'm 31 now. So I'm going seven years? Seven. No, I'm just five, yeah, five years. Five years. Is it five years? No, it's seven. Seven. Oh, jeez, get the calculator. Because <laughs> Ari was born in 2014. So what yeah, was I? Seven. Yeah. Seven. Twenty-four? Five? Doesn't matter. I just how did you feel? Oh, no, Jesus, it was... <laughs> Doesn't matter. Just fucking tell her how you felt. No, no, honestly, no, honestly, like it's hard. Like it was absolutely horrible. And of Um, course, boys, you know the two sons that I have don't show their feelings. They don't mm. talk. But Amy was brilliant. She was great support for me. I have to say. And then when I finished all me um, uh, chemotherapy, um, radiation, radiation. No, the operation was forced actually. See, because. they have a different plan for everybody, obviously. Yeah. The multidis can't say multidisciplinary team. Me teeth. The multidisciplinary. Can you say a multidisciplinary team? I can't multidisciplinary team. No, I can't say it either. <laughs> so it's not just a team. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. They, they have a plan for everybody. No, you don't chemo. Then the surgery. Then the radiation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what happened? What was the surgery? What what happened? The removal. A lump back to me. A lump back to me. So went in and. It was, I think it was in about three hours. It was grand. Just removed it. That was brilliant. That was very successful. And then so they didn't have to take your breast, did they? The worrying thing now about the breast part, once you get breast cancer, because most of my family went through breast cancer, but there was no, not breast, sorry, most of my family went through cancers, but there was never breast. Okay. So I was the first in the, in the Myla family to get um, breast. So they had to do a family tree. And family. That, was, that was more worrying than getting the results of the cancer, because if I'd have gotten... The results that I would have having the genes carrying test. the gene, I would have had okay. to get the two of them removed. Okay, so, the gene yeah. test. That was yeah. I, Are you going to have to get that done? Uh, no, because um, she got the genes test. Yeah. Uh, like she doesn't carry the gene of us uh, having breast cancer. She so, just has so. to get more um, mammograms, cervical, mammograms. and she has to get more mammograms. Yeah, and you have to be extra cautious with Amy for every five years that they're doing it early over her because of my history. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrifying, isn't it? Like it is, yeah. especially like when like the genes test. 
you know, when she got it done, because it's Jesus, like, like passing, you know, on to me. It's gone like, um, it's gone like a flu cancer nowadays. It really is. It's blown up. It's really, mm. really blown up. Like, three of my neighbours at the block of flats where I live got it, and two passed away, and one of them couldn't even, the chemo, like, they were elderly, but as well, but it's just, everyone has it. It's very important to keep on checking Check your yourself. health and your breast. Mm. And MRIs shows it every single... It's so important to get MRIs. Because you could be sitting there cooking your stew or whatever you do. And you, you don't know you have it. That's, that's how mm. frightening and scary it is. Mm. But it's really gone like a flu. It is. People are living longer, you see, as well. That's what it is. And there's more diseases. Though. But it's because of, like, obviously, it's different. Like, you know, food and what we're eating. Like, there's yeah. so much shite. And the diets, you say, is important. Did you at any one point think that, I'm going to ask two questions, that you were going to die? And then did you then think that she was going to oh, die? Oh, Jesus, yeah. Um, to tell you the truth, no, I didn't. Mm. That's the way I thought straight away, I'm going to kick this. Mm. I never thought I was going to die. When he first told me sitting at the chair, the first question I did ask, which is a, a normal question, is, am I going to die with this? Mm. He says, no, we're going to come up with a plan with the multidisciplinary team. And um, <laughs> I can't say that word, guys. <laughs> but um, no, no, that's why when I was in the ward, in the St. Vincent's ward, in the Matha Hospital doing me uh, chemotherapy, that's why my spirits was always very high. Mm. And keeping everybody's, ne- you know, that spirit so up, giving them jokes, laughing, even though we're going through the same thing together, you know, mm. you may as well crack a joke while you can, really, you know. Mm. And what did you think, Amy? Um, when I found out, Jesus, I was the straw. Like, do you know, it's your ma, you're hearing that. So, I like, everybody hears a cancer and, you know, like, your friend's uncle would have it. But, like, I didn't really know too much into it, you know. That's what I was just about to say. Sorry, Amy. But, you see, even with the... Th- all my friends around me when they had that cancer, they don't know what it is un- mm. until, like, what, what's chemo? How did you do it? No one knows. Mm. So, so, that, like, so when, like, I found out that my ma had breast cancer, then I went online, and then I was, which is the cool. worst thing you can do. Never believe I went online, never. No, I was just reading uh, about, you know, chemotherapy and, you know, about my ma losing her hair and all that, so... You know, when I was reading all that, and you know, it was just emotion. It's, it's horrendous, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, finding out. Talking about losing the hair, oh my God, I was wearing my little wiggy one day, and I went into the Clonlev house, and I think there was a match on. And uh, I used to wear the hat, <laughs> I had the plat one coming to the side, and uh, the pub was packed, and we were joking around. And can you believe someone pulled my hat off? <laughs> no. I'm not showing you. My head went between my legs, and I ran out of the pub. <laughs> all I could see was a Jack. <laughs> And I had an awful fear going into my local pub. So I pulled this hat oh off me. Oh my god. The little clap with the elastic. Did you not start murder? Oh my god, I fainted. <laughs> Just look at my friend grabbed it and pulled it straight back on my head. Oh my now your mum was mortified. Oh I'm not sure. Why would your you? Your mum was mortified. Oh my god. And the elastic thing with Kojak at the time, the little blood at the side. Oh no. <laughs> Like, honest to God. <laughs> I never got that moment as long as I live. <laughs> I And the pop was back. Oh, stop. Double match on. The all Island final. <laughs> what did your man say to you? I have to tell you, the man's face went green. What, did you know him? <laughs> no, he's just messing around the hat on no. his head. Oh, he just... He's only a dance and he just pulls the hat off someone's head. Oh, oh no. Did you know no. what was underneath? Oh, God. <laughs> and your hair grew back okay, yeah. Uh, Look at it now. Yeah. Your hair was down 
obviously down to be breast big tick plat so a bit of advice if you're going through your chemo you know you're going to lose your hair I gradually had to get the hair clipped up to the shoulders then to the ear it's 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 mentally better on yourself mm. instead of mm. losing it in one go yeah. So get your hair cut up shortly. Okay, because a lot of people would shave their heads. Yeah. So you decided not to do I that. I never showed anyone my hair. That's I've seen it. I never showed anyone my hair. People do. Like, they don't... They don't. It's... it's I just did it with you. Mm. All you needed was a dog like Martin's and a waistcoat. Mm. You would have been a skinhead. <laughs> <laughs> little Gigi. No, I, I was very um, self... Um, what's that conscious. word? Self-conscious of the baldy heads for right. some reason. But yeah, I, think I couldn't show normal, anyone. normal, though. Yeah, but and it was a lovely little fluffy hair, like a little baby. <laughs> that little baby was growing. I couldn't wait to grow it back. And then it just grew back. God. It's fab now. Yeah, mm. all, the, all back now, thanks be to God. Great. Just You do look great. You yeah. look well, you're sick. <laughs> and tell me, can I ask a question, just listening to you here, was it, like, always, like, a loving, love? like, it, is it was it an emo- emotional household? Was it a loving household? Like, you know, the way years ago it probably wasn't, like, for mm. me and you. Yeah. Like, well, to tell you the truth, nothing's easy when you're, when you're, you're very young and having three young kids because I raised them single on my own and only for my mother helping me mm. and my sister now helping me as well. I'd be lost without my mother because mm. I was very young. I was kids having kids, but listen, that's the way it did. No, it wasn't like it was, not, like it wasn't it, like real loving, you know, like. Well, you see, this is the problem. This is weird because my, my, my parents never hugged us. So this was instilled in me, and I passed it on to my... I never hugged my kids. I'm so... I, oh, I'm only recently hugging my sister after all my, 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 my cancer journey. I'm only starting to hug her. But how... Do you know, like, and I get it, how weird is it? Because, like, my parents wouldn't have known. They do now. They do now. But how weird is it that we... Like, it wasn't until I met kind of Paul yeah. that I was like... Y- use hug, yeah. yeah. Use love each other, yeah. Even Wait, if I give her a hug, it's a pat on the shoulder. Yeah, I'd be going off to her mess and saying, "Mummy, give me a hug." Yeah, yeah. it's because and she's like, "Ugh." See, my parents was the old stock, you know, and mm. they just never showed love in the house. You knew you were loved. Oh God, but, definitely, yeah. yeah. Well looked after, but that little hug is so important because mm. I was reading a book and I think I said uh, you need five hugs a day to keep your your mental health. Mm. Up high, it releases spirits. a hug, releases the endorphins, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, Gives yeah. a hug, love, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does a release, but that's what I'm curious about yeah. because the same for me, it was just that there wasn't much emotion shown, you know what I mean. And even when I fell or if I cut myself, it was like, get up, or the exact same you saying, even with Amy, that you passed it on, that was you have to get out and fight for yourself, yeah. you have to stand up yeah. for yourself, yeah, yeah. So, talk about can I talk about yeah. that? Can I talk about like. With the cycle not being broken, that you, you, how does it feel? Like, how was it for you growing up? Like, did you crave emotion? Did you? Um, like, yeah, not that I craved emotion, because I had me brothers. Mm. Like, I, like, it's hard to explain, because I always loved me brothers. Like, mm. th- like, growing up, like, you know, I helped rear Jake and Neon. And Babysitted that. Like, I was always mm. there for them. Like, but it's weird because I'm I'm an affectionate person, or not to everybody, but mm. Janelle would be an affection affectionate person. Like, right, we we are very different. We're so different. Mm. Smashing the gaff up. Yeah, <laughs> just break my glass. It's great. Sorry, love. Sorry, I rubbed it over hotel too. <laughs> I know. I always get the tea cups. Are great. Any towels? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but like, I would be an affectionate, but my mom wasn't an affectionate, and she's still not. No, I don't know what it is. I just cannot break that cycle that I instilled from my parents. I don't know what it is. It's strange. That's what I'm saying. And now I do give you the odd hug. Oh, the odd hug. Yeah. Now, now. But do you know when that's going to change for you? What's that? Grandkids. 
I have a grandkids. Yeah. And, he, and you, she's you? a softer. Yeah, she's a softer. Oh, egg now. I tell you, unbelievable. I, could, I can't really see him because they moved felt forward or out. But mm. he, he's I'm getting him tomorrow. Yeah, she's getting him tomorrow. So Easter Sunday, we're going to see him. You have his little sex. I love him. Like I love, like because I'm gay, right? So like I like. Like not that I want kids, but I don't know how easy it is, you know, like to mm. have kids. So I just idolise him. Like I over him like a rash. Like, <laughs> it's like he's and he's mm. godmother and he's auntie. Mm. So it's just like I just love him. So it's a great much. newcomer to the family. We just how old is he? He's seven months. months. Is he seven months? Yeah, I'll yeah. I'll oh, stop that. Yeah. yeah, you wait though until. They're like walking and talking yeah, and nanny yeah, yeah. like that. Mm. That's where you're cycling because I've seen that with my parents, especially with my father. That he was from Sean McDermott Street and in the yeah. tenements and all that. He, he would have known, yeah, you know, your Bridget might probably yeah. have known your mum yeah, and dad. Yeah. Um, but he only when it came to the grandchildren, he's a better grandfather than he was a father. Isn't that mad? Yeah, yeah, it's mad the way the yeah. cycle changes, isn't mm. it? It skips a generation with us. That's what yeah. it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But nanny would have been like n- my ma's ma, my nanny, mm. <laughs> like. Like, me and, like, Nanny would have been, like, affectionate towards me and Neon. But that's that, weird. That's, that's yeah. skipped us. That's yeah, it's mad. Like, that it is. Like, my Nanny Divine, like, if I went into her, like, I knew that I I would never get a hug off her. Like, I'd never, yeah. ever get a hug off yeah. She wasn't that, but she had loads of us. Like, do you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah. and then even, like, me and Nanny Jervis, I don't think I'd ever get that it's either. Strange, do you know what I mean? Like, do you know what I mean? And even if I was in a relationship, I find it strange getting a hug. Do you? She's very. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah. It's something mentally that's instilled. Like, well, it's lovely to get a hug, isn't it? Good day. Yeah, and it is. And this is what, like, I I would be a, a very cold person. People do say to me, mm. like, how like how do you listen to those? Go on ahead. How do you listen to those podcasts? And that they not let it affect you. But I am very cold. I'm a very cold person. So I'd be a very cold wife. As in, yeah, I'd be very like Paul would give me a hug. He'd say, "Give me a hug," and I'd say, "I'm not in I'll give you a hug in ten minutes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Back to me oh in ten minutes, I give you a hug. Amazing. But the kids, I'd be very like I don't. I'm, I beg them for hugs constantly. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? I've seen you there. It's a different yeah. kind of love, though. Yeah, isn't it? it's weird. It yeah. is weird. So, Amy, can I ask you when you yeah. said then about your brothers and all? Did you feel responsible for your brothers then growing up? Yeah, like well, you know, like obviously I had a big part to play in their lives. You know, like how many years between them? No, no, it's Leon. Uh, Leon's uh, 21, 21, 26. 21, 26 and 24. Okay. So, yeah, like, no, I, like, was always there for me. Brothers. Protector. She was a good protector. Protector, yeah. And like, she babysitted for me and mm. helped her now. Because I was a single mother. It was very, very hard, you know, raising through them on your own. But we mm. merged through and only for me mother. Lord, Lord rest in peace, <laughs> Nanny Myla. Thank you very much. Selling apples and bananas on Moore Street but, next. Like, that's what I'm saying. So what, like... You on your own, what did you do? Like, did you live in your mouth? You got your own place? So what, like, where? Well, when I first had Amy, I lived in Glass and Evan in the house mm. out there, my mother's house. But then, obviously, I moved into Buckingham Village. Mm. Then when I had Amy and then uh, I got Leon then arrived and Jake then arrived. And then I moved into Clarence Street. Mm. So that's basically three dresses if anybody wants to <laughs> <laughs> no but, but Tom's a village oh yeah. god but did, did you work like were you oh working? yeah I did work in childcare didn't I Amy mm, she was yeah, yeah. in all childcare for, for three years I did work as I was growing up with them mm. you know I worked in hotels I did all sorts you of jobs to be honest paper and all, didn't you? I used to sell the wrapping paper outside the old roach stores yeah and uh, five for fifty the wrapping paper I never forget it as long as I live and the cotton spar socks two pay for a pound you want to see the money used to come home money See, the money we used to come home with bags of coins hanging over our pockets and we used to sell her all the concerts in Croke Park when Michael Jackson was here I don't know what year that was yeah and someone 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Put a, a bone and smoke in me bag and bone down my t-shirt. I'm selling! Did they, they put a light and smoke in all the t-shirts uh, I was selling? On purpose? I don't know. I actually don't know. Is I, that a very vicious circle in terms of, like, he's all competing with each other who's selling what, I'll get her off that patch yeah, and stuff like that. Nah, I just, we used to do, the, we used to do Krog Park as well, you know, for all, we used to get the balls of wool and yeah. it only cost you about £3 for the balls of wool and you'd make about £40 back oh, on that. And you'd plait, the plaiting. All the night before on the Saturday night, we'd be locked on the yeah, Sunday even, night. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing the pounds, it's mad. Yeah. Where's that life gone? Oh my god, unbelievable. I selling the, the wrapping paper, it was like wrote your stars and I know all the girls out there, you know who you say mm. and the cotton spar socks. You really there was value to your money back then, do you know mm. what I mean? There was that's when that that's all that sort of bits bits and bobs I used to do when I was raising, trying to raise trees. No, I wasn't even pregnant by then, what am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I was only about eleven <laughs> <laughs> Is that yeah. possible? Yeah. Oh, so you're doing that before the kids? Doing that for a Chris Kindle in yeah. <laughs> No, I was. Uh, that's when I was growing up in the city, like because we moved yeah. out. We were 11 years of age, a glass of 11, you know. Mm. But so then I mean, nanny wanted them oh. straight back into. Uh, my, mother was, my mother was from the south side, and my dad was a north side. Oh really? And he walked and broke Thomas all his life, and he got redundant. Mm. But my mother was a south sider, and a complete Gosh. different people. I don't mm. care what you say. I know. Actually, one of my friends, we went out for something to eat last night, and we were talking. 
and my nanny, like my brother's name is Leon. Leon? Le- in the flats, and mm. everybody used to slaggers, Amy, Amy, oh, and everybody be like, Amy, Leon, like she was, she, that's why she wanted them at last in heaven. Yeah, so we moved out in Red Evan now, Dino City, but my God, just be a lot of bullying going on on Rutten Street School, and yes, no, here you say, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm, I'm not naming and shaming. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you have to have a thick skin, and I think whether it's Kulak, whether it's bloody Limerick, yeah. whether it's inner city Dublin, I think you have to have a hard skin in certain things. Because I think kids today are, are very molly coddled. Yeah, and you have to the kids today now was unbelievable. I mean, a two-year-old can use a phone better than yourself, as you. Talk. I mean, years ago we used to have. No, to I'm not. very good on the phones, and I'm in my forties. Just hey, so you know, uh, Alice, come on. <laughs> You need to sort your shit out and get your own Instagram account. I know, I definitely. <laughs> I think, I think it's even by going into the flats, it's just like so different, like the kids. Yeah. Like, they're just on a different level to where we were. Like, they're going out literally to discos. Like, I wasn't even allowed to wear false tan on my confirmation. I had her at 10 o'clock on a 16. No, she used to bring me a half nine. Yeah. Like, when I was 16, I used to be bawling my eyes out, like, all my friends, like, still out. But it's so different now. Like, even the way they are, like, it's about designer and what phone you have. Mm. And it's just mad. I mean, like, just towards years ago, so we lived in, in Liberty House. Um, we moved out over 11, as I was saying, and we went to Rutten Street School. But it was times that I heard back then, my mother used to have to put the milk onto the windowsill there was no there no fridges I know and I the twin obviously if you have 12 people you have to get to the same bath water yeah. <laughs> remember you used to rub the coin meters the coin meters what was that for the ESP I so hope Star Street doesn't tune into this <laughs> which one the meters do you remember the, the meters that you used to put? now see I'm from I'm from Kulak I wasn't oh. into so I don't know what that is <laughs> 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 the meters do the meters that you put the money into and I think you got the it was the ESP, you used to get the ESP Stop. over. Under the under the sink in the kitchen and you used to raid it. I get the tenants over. Remember the ESB cards? Yeah, I remember. remember the, you, but they still have them. Street we now. still have them. What? Yeah, the, the gas card, you can get your cards now for the No, gas but electric. the ones you used to have to go over to the ESB for. Yeah, yeah. Well the ESB, but now you buy them anyway. Yeah, but remember the paper yokes? <laughs> yeah. Can you remember them? Yeah. And you used to li- leave a little mark on them when you'd put it in. <laughs> yeah, remember and that the, was, it was a thing like that. That's the only place that under was O'Connell Street. But now look at me pretending I'm 40, tell me to stop it. <laughs> yeah, but that's such a sad. It's very bad hard back then, like putting the milk on the window. There's no phones. You had to knock for your friends. Yeah. <laughs> is she coming now? Mrs. Porter, is she in? Yeah. And whatever, you know, but... What they have nowadays is just completely... Completely different. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. I mean, the kids are getting iPhones, what, a thousand euro? I know. I mean, look at my Bob the Builder one <laughs> in the one moment. I don't mind. She needs the Snickers and the toolbox <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah, my, my Amelia, she's asking for a phone. She doesn't have one. I'm, my, all my friends are like, it's something wrong with you. She's 11. And I'm like... Good on no, you, No, but kid. you know what? You're better Go back to the old values. Yeah, Go yeah. back no, to the old I values. I think, honestly, obviously, because, you know, like, she's in a generation where all her friends have phones and what phone do you have? But honestly, like see all this social media TikTok how many followers do you have mm-hmm. how many likes do you have like it's not a good thing for a child's brain no to get in do you know mm-hmm. how many followers do you have because that's what it's all about yeah I do spoke know, about you that you think the Yamish do you know what I mean you haven't even got a phone at home do you know what I mean kids <laughs> is there actually Amish Yamish Yam- Yam- Amish Amish in Yamaha. Ireland <laughs> I don't know I don't watch all the documentaries you know no, what I'm saying <laughs> No, do, do you have a mission island? I Is don't there, know. there must be. Amy, can I ask you then? Yes. Um, but what happened this week in Sligo and the chap get the two guys getting murdered from your community yeah. and um, what happened in town? Like, did you 
like did you get homophobic um attacks slurs around like um, that um like see like the way i am right and like i'm fairly open about being gay but see like honestly like when i was coming out i didn't i didn't tell me man i was gay till i was 21 oh really no that's but like, we knew but <laughs> let her talk yeah because no, yeah, she's cutting across me can you edit this <laughs> no but go on, go on. <laughs> tell me um no like because i i honestly found this so hard like i always knew i was gay right and do you know how i knew i was gay is because my first crush was Baby Spice. Oh, was really? Spice yeah. Girl. Oh, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I that was when I was really young. Like, I always knew that, like, I liked girls and, you know, like, I didn't like boys. It's hard to explain, you know, like, but you always know. You always know. So, grew, like, grown up. You tried to always... date a guy one time to pretend you were straight, Amy. <laughs> Me went to the pictures. I never get that. I'm going gonna, gonna to tell you to get out now yeah, for a minute and let her talk. Because <laughs> I asked James Patrice this. I said to him, when did you... And it's a, again, it's a question that I'm always learning. When yeah. did you realise you're gay? And James to me, what? Well, you're, you're born gay. You're born gay. Like, mm. and I... Like, grown up then... Right, I'll just go through it quick. Mm. Like, I found it very hard, like, coming out as being gay. Like... You know, people will accept you. You know, people know you're gay. You, they know. But it's hard for you to accept. Like, all you're thinking about is, oh, my God, people, like, my friends are going to think I fancy them. Like, they're going to change. Like, mm. it's a different mindset to what straight people have. It's normalised. Like, mm. when you're growing up, like, it's good now. Like, it's still not normalised. As you can see, it's still a problem. People, like, negative on people stupid people to be honest why does why do you have a pride this that we have a pride for the reason of what has happened two men were getting the shivers like in 2022 is after being murdered like like that like makes our community so angry like it that can that can happen to me mm. like that can happen to anybody like that we know it's absolutely horrific it's so sad like we have a pride because we still need mm. to have a pride because nothing has changed. And, like, it's just, it's, it's actually, it's horrible. It's upsetting. So we took a little break there for a second. Um, we had some technical issues. It wasn't because we had to batter Alison. <laughs> <laughs> it was that we had um, a few technical issues. So I just want to take it back again, what you said there um, about growing up. Did you think then when you were growing up and you knew you were gay. Yeah. Was the high heels and the makeup more important to yeah. you? Yeah. Like, because I was always a tomboy, because I did love football, but then mm. I used to just wear high heels and my God, I don't know how anybody walks in a pair of <laughs> high heels. I do have to ask for a pair of crutches, crutches at the tail with them. <laughs> yeah. But um, now I just used to like cover up, like I just used to kiss fellas and, you know, just try and, you know, be a girl. And then... Uh, the but last you are a girl. No, but like a girly girl. I know. But yeah, like it's, it's just so hard coming out. Like... Even talking to other gay people, you just don't get the courage until you get it yourself. Um, you're just afraid of what people's going to think, uh, who's going to judge you, um, like especially your friends. Like, are they still going to be friends with me? 
And then I think we went over to Tenerife once and I brought home the cheap vodka and got locked. <laughs> and I was like to my friend, I'll tell you this tomorrow. And they were like, no, you're telling us now. And they were like, Amy, we know, we know. And then I was just sobbing, being like, I'm gay, I'm gay and all. And yeah, so it's hard. But then I didn't tell me Matt I was 21 still. You're still hiding it. It's only in the last, like, I'd say about even like five, four years where I'm really openly comfortable with saying I'm gay. Because mm. I don't know, it's still, you're still afraid of judgment, like mm. in a way where, you know, but it is it is good now because a lot of like people are open, you know, now and understand like. Obviously not the, what happened yeah. over, like that is just shocking what mm, happened. Too, like it's, it's crazy. Like to still think that in 2022, that it's still happening. Like two men murdered. Like, do you know? Like, like their lives gone. Mm. It's it's horrible. It's sad. It's it makes you very angry still. Like it literally can happen to anybody. Mm. Like it could happen to any of my friends. It could happen to me. It could happen to your friends. Like nobody knows, and it's just frightening. And all because they were gay, because of their sexuality. And then that poor chap then that was um, Evan, that was yeah. attacked in town. Like, that's... Jesus. Again, like, this is stupid probably for me to say, and I will mm. say it because I always stand over what I say. Like, sometimes in the country, you, like, you might think that the country might be a little bit backward compared to Dublin, you know what I mean? They're not, and, like, I know that's ridiculous, but, like, that's just sometimes you think like that. Yeah. That you, then something like that happens in Dublin. Yeah. It's, it's... Even, like... In when I'm in town, like, and I'm around my area, and you know, I'm in company, and I'm sitting with people, and they're like, Oh, the fucking faggot. And I'm like, Like, I'm gay. Mm. Oh, yeah, but you're not. And I'm like, No, I'm like, just because you know me and I'm sitting in your company, like, it doesn't give you the right to be calling somebody a fucking faggot, fucking this, fucking that. No. Like, I'm gay. Like, treat them with the same respect you're treating me. What, because you know me, you're treating me with respect. And it's just, it's disgusting, like, how especially men and boys are. And I'm not saying all girls are angels, but you do get the fellas being like, oh, fucking faggots and, you know, going out bleeding, fucking targeting people because they're gay, giving them hidings. Like, it's horrific, horrific. And I think as well that I don't know whether it's it's not it's an educational thing, is it an ignorance thing? Like you know, like like people say, like oh, he's a fairy or like that. And I think is it? I think like with men slagging gay men, they they use the slow words, but they don't they don't really slag uh, gay women. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think they kind of think oh, they get a thrill out of gay women. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and, and Jesus, like, yeah. Like that's that's on another level as well. That's yeah. absolutely crazy. Like, it's, me- like, if I'm out, you know, like, men, like, if I say I'm gay, like, they find it a thrill. Like, think it's a good thing, or, like, wanting to be with, you know, a gay girl. Like, it's a thrill to them. It's just... <laughs> like, they're not going to turn oh, you, like... I know, literally, like, seriously, like Jurassic Park, when you go in that living room, I am, like, <laughs> get me out. <laughs> like, yeah. But now it's just, like, it's... I don't... I think it, it like... It is an education, it is, like, ignorance, it's actually everything mixed in. It really is, like, it's, like, especially when the referendum was on. Like, you just have so, like, not in a bad way, so many uneducated people throwing their opinions around, like, 
you know, too much. Like, mm. and they're sitting on the dole five, like, seven days a week. Don't mm. pay an ounce of taxes in the country. And then they're, like, slagging off, you know, like, gay people and people who are out walking, bleeding five days a week, full-time jobs. Like, who the fuck are you, like, mm. to be given mm. judgment and your opinion? You don't have a right to mm. educate yourself and come back to me, do you know? And Alison, when, when um, Amy came out to you, like you obviously just said you knew about it, but then with stuff like this happening, do you worry about her? Well, we all, the whole family knew Amy was like that because she was always a tomboy growing up. <laughs> like that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean... Yeah, no. Like, yeah, 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 she's old talks. school but as well. Again, what we say is, like, once it's not... It's the intention behind it. <laughs> it's like, you know, obviously you cannot say words like faggot fairy. Oh, you yeah, cannot say those well. things. But sometimes when you say enough, the cuff comment. Mm. Mm. And it's it's the intention as well behind that. So, yeah, I, I know, I know. Like, yeah, yeah, I didn't mean, actually, it's a bit hard. No, I mean, I was never worried about her because she's a great uh, circle of friends. That, that mm, knit yeah. tight, you know what I mean? She's a brilliant circle she's of unlucky. friends. She really has brilliant friends behind her and her family, you know. So I was never worried about her, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I know this country is a very Catholic country and we have old school people. And, like, I respect that. But they are also moving with time. And, like... Every old school person, like, you know, do you know, or, like when they pass remark or whatever, or they're just very honest, or it's how they are. No, I'm sorry. Sorry, I don't care what generation you are. As a human, and if you, if you don't suffer with dementia or Alzheimer's, and you're aware of what you're saying, like, you shouldn't, like, you know, have the right to say just because you're old school. Because it doesn't work like that. We're in like a totally different world now where you have to move with the times mm. because your grandkids possibly will come in walking gay. And what you only like are gay people now because your grandkids are, you know, gay. No, you know, like it's, I think the Catholic, like I think because the, the country was so Catholic and ran by the Catholic church is, uh, it does, it's a big part to play with how people are, I think as well. And Amy, now days you're the DJ of to like all over the place, booked up till bleeding oh, Christmas. Jesus Christ! Tell me about that. <laughs> um, what? How did you get into it? I got into it more. I got uh, decks like old school decks. Uh, I had to move back into my mas. Uh, but it was 2016, I remember. And then I always loved music, and I got X, didn't have a clue how to use them. I mean, didn't have a clue. Like, self taught myself, like, still using CDs, like, not the equipment I have now. And I just used to play. Remember, I used to put my decks on the iron board. So I didn't have my own room. Like, there's no you know. room in where we were living, you know. Yeah. We haven't got a spare <laughs> But I didn't, like, I didn't have a room. So every time I had to set up them decks, I set up the two decks, the mixer, about 10,000 plugs, and put it on an iron board, right? <laughs> and then she'd be texting me, Laura down, Laura down, Laura down. And I just taught myself, and it was more for me mind. So when you're on them decks, like, and you're DJing, it's not just playing music. There's so much behind it, where when you're on them, like, you forget everything else. So when I was on them, I was playing music. Like, that was me getaway of just getting on them decks and playing music. And then I was doing it for ages. And it's so hard, like, the beat match and get everything right. I was like, I can't do it, I can't do it. 
And then I was in the room one day and my brother came in with his friends who he's a DJ and he was like, um, we're getting your sister. They were like, we're, we're getting your sister out to do a gig. And I was like, no, I was like, I can't. Anxiety, I mean, <laughs> through the roof. Oh, <laughs> even, thinking, uh, even thinking of it now. Really? So they were like, no, Ginger in town, he's a real big DJ. He gave me my first gig. I know Ginger. Do you know Ginger? He's, he's from Kula. Yeah, he from gave me my first me. gig, right? Mm. And went to the gig, right? Oh my god, like in the D1 bar in Cable Street. Mm-hmm. Um, put on the CDs, pressed the wrong deck, the whole fucking music went off. I was the like, yeah. Look, yeah. <laughs> pressed the wrong deck, trust yeah. me, every DJ does a bomb. force cable went a lot, like it was horrendous. Oh I like god. the anxiety, like to get up and play in front of people. Like, oh, I get, like, I panic even thinking mm. about that. But now it's just, like, obviously, you know, I'm getting out here, like, I'm booked for parties. I never used to do parties until COVID. Like, I used to play techno music. I mm. play techno in mm. warehouses. So you start at three in the morning kind of job. Okay. So in COVID, like, I'd done me, one of my friends first 30th birthday, and from there, everybody was like, I want tour. Then I went to different parties, and every party now I go to, everybody's like, I want you to play, but why I like I am good is because I just play the music what I like and what I dance to. Mm. Not trying to be killed, you know, playing all these mad songs. I just be bouncing on them decks <laughs> myself. I'd be having a ball. <laughs> I get locked as well. I won't say I'd like, be like, yeah. yeah, drink. But like it's just it takes even where I am now. Like I never thought I'd get to where I am now with the DJing. And it's like surreal sometimes when I look and even me SoundCloud, like all my mixes have over 10,000 players. It's just, it's mad because I never want, like I just got it more for me getaway and now I'm just out here and that's getting booked for a little festival. I can't say yeah, but like it's amazing. Like it's one of the big things in my life. I couldn't live without my decks. Like when I'm down or whatever, I'll just hop on them decks half an hour and just get on. It's amazing. Oh really? Yeah. Do you want to have a rave now? Yeah, we'll have a We'll have a We'll go to that back garden with your dog. Yeah. She brought your dog over to the red Get Trixie Bellers. <laughs> and Alison, can I ask you then? Um, when, because obviously you were a child having a child, okay? So when the kids start getting older and moving out, is it you're lonely or is it tank fuck? I can now be Alison. Um, I still can't get rid of the last one. I offered him five. I offered him five thousand euro to leave the house, and he says not a hope. <laughs> he, he, he thinks that he's her I, husband. I said, "This is Leon. I'm not your wife. I'm your mother. I'm not picking up them suckers for the rest of my life." Yeah. <laughs> Me and Jake is gone, but Leon be there forever. Yeah. What do you say? Wouldn't I? When you're drunk, I'm never leaving you. <laughs> Would they be protective of you if you've oh, ever had a date or have you had relationships over the years? That I've had relationships over the years, but like, I don't think you're allowed to be like yeah, who you are, like, and go out and do your own little thing because you know, because but well, we are close to me and Leon now. Well, hang on, but what? hang on, go back to that. <laughs> you're not allowed to be you, you're not allowed to be a single 40, 30 yeah. something old girl because you're mammy. Because your mammy, yeah. No, because in the past I had a bad relationship, so I think that probably sticks, a bit, an abusive relationship, to be honest, and I think that sticks with children as they're growing up when you see that, you know, in, in your, your, that's happening to your mother. But I don't know, to be honest, I never actually questioned that, to be honest, that question. Yeah, Leon would be protective. Like, Very protective you know, over man. what happened in an abusive relationship, you know, so I'd never really had a real relationship after that, to be honest. That was years ago. Is it for that you didn't want to have it, or is it because you 
that happened and now you want to protect your children? It's a bit of both. It's actually a bit of both. But like, come, hello world, if it's only six foot two, rugby <laughs> players out there, six foot two, please. And just take me out of the car and I'll drive to Malahide for a bit of fish and chips. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's all I ask. Well, she's asking, come, come on with the posh accent. She's asking <laughs> for a, rug, a rugby oh, player. Jesus Christ. So, like, you know, I think after your mother. Was, I think Garcelle was born in Malahide. Yeah. yeah. Straight into D1 Star Street, which. <laughs> no, <laughs> she no. came out of the womb and a pair of handcuffs. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Tell you the story when I got out of here. There's a charge sheet. Oh, <laughs> tell you, honest to God. Tell me about that then. Go on, tell me about the time you had to get out of a pair of handcuffs. Oh my God. I went out for. I was out, <laughs> I was out in, here's the story. I was out in um, that, that nightclub across and returned to the hospital. Oh, Benson's. Yeah. Benson's. Oh, Jesus. And there I was, but that's in a way. I said, I'm going to use your man for something to eat at the end of the night. I should do because you hadn't got a penny in your pocket. <laughs> So I went over to um, the Chinese restaurant next door to Burger King. You know Burger King? Oh, yeah. Upstairs. Yeah, mm, remember. Mm. <laughs> I was wondering why he was eating so fast. I was sitting very fast as I going to the toilet. Didn't come back. <laughs> he left you to pay. Uh, and I went, <laughs> police and all was called. Oh. Handcuffs. Everything. I was sitting in the handcuffs. So he, you used that. Now that's what you call karma. Listen to this. So... I was outside the handcuffs of the police in the police car and uh, I seen them talk to a man upstairs so I happened to throw my hands around and open the door and run down the side lane no, in the tax office <laughs> with the handcuffs on me. <laughs> you want to see the way that bang had scruffed me like I was in a scrum because if anything happened to me I was in their car. So oh, the little hands came around <laughs> and I opened the door and I'm running down the tax office sides. No, with the handcuffs on you. Pissed down my head in the car. <laughs> the great escape. How old were you? It's only a couple of years. Oh, I don't know. Ah, no. yeah. How old was it? Oh, was it? Was it? Yeah. Since Benson's closed down years now, yeah. that must have been about five, more than five years ago. Anyway, what? I got, that wasn't five years I ago. I can't think. Hold on. Oh, now come here. Anyway, it's hoping yeah. on my. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did you have to go and get around? No, she's, this was about twenty years. Ah, oh, years ago. Fifty, and it, I'd say yeah. five years ago. My mum's not. So, so it. went to the store street, and then and they wouldn't let me out until I sobered up. So that was grand. <laughs> so I. I I found caught my sister the next day. I said, can you go and pay a man Chung Lee? Because he was going to get me charged. I had to pay 40-something euro for the meal. Is that your man ordered a load of grub yeah. sitting there swallowing it. And he's on camera and all, and then I had to pay for the Oh, man, can we go down to Star Street and see, can we get it? And, pull up one? <laughs> and I want that wiped. Whoever that guard is, I want that wiped off my, um, what do you call it, your record? Don't, where was that? Did you, did, did you know him? Did you ever see him again? No, no, no. He was never drunk. <laughs> Oh, well, I have to say, that's brilliant. That, I but tell you were using him, that's Carmen. Yeah. That's Can't, lovely. That's the truth of that, because I heard him the side of my eyes. That man is eating that very quick. There, what's the story with him? Oh, oh my God. On the toilet, and here I'm sipping no. the wine, thinking it was massive. I love it. And he ran, no. he ran. Gone with the wind, gone. The manager come up, he says, you paid for that bill. I says, what bill? See a man, he's in the toilet, he's, he's gone. No. <laughs> I love him, delighted. I had to get my sister to go and pay him and uh, the children leave up the next day and it's 40 something euro. I said, I get a receipt just in case I get a share sheet. No. <laughs> Come here, for the two of you, you and your sister, grown up twins, was it a, a, a thing like in town or was there loads of twins? That's a stupid question. Do you know what I mean? But do you know what I mean? Would was, you believe there was no tellies back then. Yeah. We all <laughs> No, we were only the, we, all the girls out there from up the street and all growing up. We were the only twins, know. though. We were the only twins growing mm, up. Mm. Like, so we know we're from the Bylaw twins. The twinnies used to call us. 
But yeah. Yeah, Ma used to dress us the same. Yeah. She sent us, we moved to Glass and, oh, hold on. Before we moved to Glass and Evan. Glass and Evan. Um, this is what I'm saying. What's going on? Oh, we moved to Glass and Evan. Talk to you one, love. She sent us, oh, she, could you have charge sheets? Hold on. She sent us to Rutland Street School and she sent us in the wrong colour uniform, two wine uniforms. Now, think of that sticking out like a sore thumb on Rutland Street. Oh, the, my the God. The thing was navy and she sent us in two big wine uniforms. <laughs> but um, that was for Iona School, actually. That's why we were in Iona School in Glass and Evan. Come here, and you said earlier on, dear, like, because I do want to kind of ask you about the mad stories that about your dog, you had a St. Bernard. I had a St. Bernard, uh, yeah, yeah. A St. Oh, Bernard. I think it was in, um, we lived in Glass and Evan, we moved up when we were 11, <laughs> and some woman gave it to us, I think it was advertised, and it was like your dog at the back there, Rebecca, honest to God, but it was a tiny little one, he was only about six weeks old, and <laughs> we had a zoo pram, years ago you used to have the little zoo prams, do you remember the little... Old little Arden prams. Oh, yeah. We put the legs through. Little zoo prams. That's the one I had. We <laughs> yeah, we pushed it down to the vets down in um, Botanic Avenue. Yeah. In the little, in the, the vet was down there, wasn't it? Or was it? It was somewhere oh, around. Oh. And we pushed him down, and he says he has a, like a pair of disease or something. And By the way, she did say this in front of me kids as they were walking out the door. Yeah, I'm very Alison. sorry. My friend so wrong, <laughs> crying. I'm really, I apologise about that. Very sorry. My bold. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, uh, we pushed him down to the vet and he says he has, he has to be put down. And I'm, I'm, you know, the floods of tears. Cry me a river. <laughs> <laughs> floods going back to the house. Oh, yeah. like, dog, it was like a little, oh, it was beautiful. That's why they gave it away, so was it? I don't know. It must have been. Fleeting. <clears throat> Did you get to have to pay for the vet back then? No, we just walked in with only kids. Oh, so he put Ah, Jesus. God bless the poor child. As I said, she I said, said it, the dog got she said it in front of me. My balls should have said that's only kids. <laughs> Ariel will come back and say, What was Alison saying oh, about our dog having She didn't know when messaging. Oh, um, can I ask you then just about your mum and dad and the effects that had on you when they passed? Oh my God, I, it was very bad with my mother. I didn't stop crying with my mother. My mother went forced. What happened to her, can I ask you? She was on um, it was a... It was a massive heart attack because they ran in the family. But she was on Warfin and um, they took her off her two weeks before. And that's when she passed away, two weeks after. I, I think it was something similar to that that affected her or something. But I didn't stop crying for a whole year. A whole full year. That was just my way of dealing with her. But I took it very bad about my mother. You know, because she was one that really helped me with the kids and all growing up, to be honest. And then my father died with, um, I think nine years ago, two years after her, he, three years after her, he passed away with a massive stroke. So he, I looked after him. I was at home care for 10 years for my father. And I even moved him into the flat, the two-bedroom flat where we were living, because my mother and father separated. So I took him out of hospital and I looked after him for 10 years. And he went to the hospital one time, and the only way I could get the corporation to listen to me to get an extra place for him to live, because we were literally three children, and, uh, and my father living in a two-bedroom flat. And by chance, Beatty O'Hare was canvassing. This is mm. how long ago it was, with his crew at the door, you know, the way the Crombies. Yeah. And I said, come in here for a minute, Beatty. Come in and sit in that chair. I said, would you like a cup of tea? Because I only have jam jars here, love. Come on, sit down there for a minute. <laughs> I pulled my dad down the stairs. Look, look at my father, the way he's living. And look at the kitchen. Can you help me? I don't know the usual baloney will mm. help you send and waste some paperwork really to be honest. But when he went to the hospital, um I actually told the corporation I can't accept him back in because there's three children here with myself. I can't accept and that's the only way they house them. So we got a flat in Ballybock then after that. They actually had to house him from the hospital because they want the hospital beds quicker, mm. as you know. So he eventually got his own one bed down flat down there and he was down there for about four or five years, wasn't mm. he or something? And um, then he had a, the stroke, so I took it very bad. I was very close with him, you know, I was very protective over him, 10 years. 
How mm. was that in the day and age that they didn't separate? Like that must have been hard for you. Like parents didn't, they didn't separate. You know what I mean? Like yeah. split up like that. See, so my was, my father had um, um, a mental uh, disability, like so, and so he, she couldn't handle it anymore. She really couldn't. Yeah, she tried. So I, she tried for years. Um, so I says, uh, I'll I'll, tie, I'll put my hand out here because she was raised us. Now it's my time to help. That's mm-hmm. the way it works, you know. Mm-hmm. So I took him on, and I was very protective of him. Very. I oh, feel like crying now, even thinking about him. That's alright. Yeah. But you know, just as you said, you've paid back. You paid. You paid your dues. Like you know what yeah. I mean. He looked after you for Only so long. for me, man. Yeah. Like he would have been honestly in a nursing home. Yeah, you know what he, I mean? he would have been gone years ago. My mother even said it every time she visits. She says, "Only for you, he would have been dead. He would have been dead." So that's what when the two of them do pass away and they're at the hospital, I says, "I'm giving something back to this hospital." I went up to the director of nursing. I applied for the voluntary, and I did voluntary for months up in the hospital just to give something back because it was so good to my parents. Mm. That's great. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it is, it's, it's so hard when, like, you go through that. And this thing that we say, we, we can very easily give up on people. Mm. And we can very easily give up on our family. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And people say, oh, don't don't waste your time, you know what I mean? Leave them. Mm. And mm. you just, I, I haven't with my brother, and he'd be grand, but, like, you didn't with your dad, and then you just paid it back even more, like. Yeah, yeah. Good karma comes around, though, do you know what I mean? That's what your mother always said, but she always said, she'll have more luck for what you're doing. She always said that you will have more luck for what you're doing for your father. You would have been thrown through the system and it'd have been lost. And you really need family in them hospitals and all that, you know what I mean? Because mm. it does boil down to family. I mean, you don't even have people visiting these hospitals if you're lonely, you know. That's why that the home, like, mm. I worked at homeless hostels, you know, mm. the homeless hostels and they wanted a carer. But um, it's sad, it's sad that things you have to go through, you know. Do you feel lucky in your life? I feel blessed I've got my children and that. I always prayed. Put them on the right road in life. Never go through the drugs because we never went through that system, you know. Mm. And um, I'm just happy that they're up and running and they're all in good careers. I got them all through their education, their leaving certs, everything, and they're all in good careers now. That's what I'm blessed with, to be honest. And then, can I take it back to Turkey a little bit? Yeah. Because, like, what were I? I can only imagine, like, when you put up the videos and you're hilarious, and I was like doing the no eyebrows and all and, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and everything. Yeah. I have, but you can do all that, but. All that fun and all, but was people were reaching out to you? Yeah, like it was amazing, honestly. And still, like me, like I know I don't have ten thousands of followers, like, but I have so many. I have like hundreds in me even requests, like people, you know, saying, you know, like, like even I read one there when we were over, and this woman, uh, she had gone through like throat cancer and. You know, she was like, uh, I, I didn't want to get out of bed today. She was like, looking at your stories, like, it's had to give me the kick to grow up, like, just saying that if it wasn't for us, like. Because Amy put up on it, my mother's a cancer survivor. Yeah. And that was only near the end, Amy put that up. Don't be fooled by this. She's gone through deep, deep travels as well. And that Amy, like, I have no Instagram. She wasn't even showing me half of these stuff. And when she showed <laughs> me that, uh, the, the hairs came at the back of my neck. That was actually inspiring someone. Mm. That in, Just to get them out of the bed that day is unreal. Unreal. Yeah, no. It's amazing. Like, I'm glad, like, that we have helped people. And I still hope we do, do you know what I mean? Because, mm. like, even my pay is, like, it's positivity. It's no negativity. Like, you know, I only follow people that, you know, inspire me and not like, like, I don't follow one blogger. Mm. And the reason Mm. why I don't is because it's a false persona what life is. Mm. And why I don't is, is because they don't inspire me. 
Mm. Like, they don't inspire me to be a better person or, you know, like, it's all about, like, what they what they have or, you know, what they're doing and where they are. But nobody's life, like, not everybody's life is about that. Mm. So I want my page, like, to be, like, real. I want to, like... Fake news! <laughs> <laughs> I want uh, people, like, to reach out to me and talk to me mm. because, like... We need more of that. Well, it's completely true. Yeah. Like, I only said it last night, and I only said it. It's it's, it's a fickle world. Yeah. And like, mm. I just thought, like, followers are good to have. Don't trust me. If I had, right, it, you know the thing is, it is a, about followers, and even you were saying about your young girl having a phone and mm. having TikTok, because it comes about numbers in life, and it comes about people wanting like do you ever notice right like even with myself right you start on instagram you get to a thousand right your goal is a mm. thousand followers mm. when you get to a thousand followers you want two thousand mm. like it doesn't stop for mm. any of us like mm. i'm on what five thousand for i'm like imagine i got to te- like you, you always want that and mm. it, it does become a part of your life and it's a good platform and sadly when people do see the numbers they judge you by that mm. and it shouldn't be about that Mm. Like it's it's mad and it's something that like I want my page like people reaching out and like talking to me and to help people because we're all human at the end of the day yeah we all breathe the same air so I love when people reach out and say nice things and if I can bleed and get back I will mm. because that's what life should be about and it's so true because it, we have so many distortions of life and people's fake lives and what they're only showing and people only show half of their lives on here like as well do you mm. know what I mean and then behind it all then so what's next for the two years well um, I think we're going to Dubai now yeah, uh, very we're shortly we're just looking for a bit of sponsorship really to be honest um, <laughs> Rebecca any ideas yeah you, you need to get an old travel agent to yeah, sponsor no. oh. yeah. <laughs> send us away to Dubai for where are we setting up a, and the a voucher welcome. a voucher code aren't we yeah Amy. where are we going next where would people like to see us next I think give Dubai, us an idea Dubai we'd Dubai, probably get arrested Jesus, in Dubai we probably would yeah, yeah. or tattoos you would maybe show them yeah. off no, for us no. no I don't think you can, can you I don't know would you can no we're thinking certain parts but no I, no I don't know no Amy would you go back to Turkey was that your first time in Turkey? Yeah, first time. Was it? I, t- I like because I went with my mascara seat on. I, I don't know. It's literally it's money orientated. All they see is dollars. No, it's just money orientated. Like when they go into the dentist, like they're just like putting the adrenaline in the needles over there is the higher dose they use here. Like they're not even. There's not even a blade of Lucasade for the people to have when they come out. They're shaking. Oh, they're not checking their blood pressures. They're not up doing nothing. They just literally in money. Uh, well, it, 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 everyone's different. Like, I mean, there was the stories that we were getting told in the apartments. Like, the girl next to us was saying they're not even washing their hands. <gasps> mm. Like, they're chatting with three people and walking in and out of rooms and not washing their hands. And they're talking over you for six hours. Now, you're getting drilled like a concrete block on the, on, on the, <laughs> on the chair. Mm. And they're talking over you like they're talking about Carnation Street in their language. It's just very, very... And then he, he tells me, don't move your bottom lip in case I cut, I cut your tongue off. Now, that was it for me. I was gone. Gosh, I lined down for six hours. So you have to remember, like, your brain is not um, communicating with your mouth because you're, you're numbed. Your whole skull is numbed. <laughs> so you're not communicating with the mouth. Oh, God, it's a nightmare. <laughs> oh, yeah. but, so let's ask about that because someone, Paul said to me last night, um, he said to me, what's, 
Do you smoke Rotman's? Do you have a packet of Rotman's in ages? No, I got them in the airport. They're still alive. Woodbine yokes. Yeah. In the airport. I'm sorry. That's terrible. I'm not going to miss my Paul said to me last night, have you seen all, all this going on about the operations in Turkey all going wrong? Yeah. And I was like, no. And he was like, yeah, there's a big thing happening about it. So would you recommend somebody going to Turkey for their teeth now after your experience? Well, you see, my experience, everyone is different, you see. I had to get extra work on my teeth. Like, everyone else was only in and four and five hours getting them filed down. Mm. But with my work, I had to get extra bridges, more fillings, everything. So, mm. my experience, uh, I wouldn't recommend it, to be honest. If I'd have known what I was in for, I'd have rather chop my uh, two legs off, I'm being honest. Really? No one ever tells you. Like, no one's going to say to you, don't get it done. Yeah. Because no one's telling the truth. But can I just say, yeah. like, right, people, right, think they're getting veneers, right, when yeah. they go over. They're not getting veneers, it's crowns, right? So young people, right, going over are getting the whole teeth shaved down. So a veneer, like, they don't shave down the teeth. Yeah. So they're getting the shave down and it's like a whole one, like the teeth is all in one going in, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it's not individual teeth, right? So young kids going over in their 20s, a girl over there, right? Like teeth straight, Perfect. all she needs was was a whitened and she was back in Elva and the dentist was like, no, we don't do compass abandon. So her teeth were fully healthy, right? And shaved them all down. Not veneers, crowns. So it's like mm. a, a palette of teeth. It's not individual teeth. So in like the next 10 years, like she's still young, she has to get them done. Where like the mm. teeth underneath, like it's not veneers and people need to know that. Oh, teeth was perfect. And I mean, it's just the a money. It's a conveyor belt for money. And another thing is, sorry, it's just, but if you if anybody is listening and they're going over, do not pay anything before you go over. There was a girl over there and she um, went over. They picked her up from the, uh, the, the airport, shaved down her teeth, put temporarily teeth in, and didn't answer her then when she was ringing to get the, the crowns in. So she's left with the temps in. No, you told her story wrong. She flew into Is. She she. It, no, that's it. She did. They didn't get back to her. No, you got the story wrong, Amy. I'm what telling you. What did you tell her? The girl that happened, she was communicating with a, a company over in Turkey, and she gave half of the money, most of the money over before she went, which you never do. She turned into Ismar Airport, and there was no one there to collect her. She had to no, go. No, that's to where the tummy took. That's another story. Oh, you want to hear the story? So that's another story of a tummy serious. tuck. So the, the, that was true with the teeth. They yeah. filed her down, didn't answer because the money is the crown. So that's where the mm. money. So that's where the tummy tuck. Yeah, that's terrible. So she, she paid half for the tummy tuck and was meant to give another half of the money going over. So she paid the first half when she got over there and nobody picked her up. So she was scammed out of... She had to go to another hotel... Uh, she had begging someone. Was it Tommy Tuck? Amy? Yeah, Tommy Tuck. Begging someone to show you two thousand euro left. They did her, but the um, they did it, the, the rest of the operation for her. Thrown her out like into a, a dog pound. Yeah. No aftercare. No nothing. No, no post up. Just done it. Thrown out. Down. Yeah, it's, it's it's honestly I to be honest, Google before it's, it's the easy way. It's cheap, but to be honest, I wouldn't recommend it. I'm being honest. There's it's no aftercare when I get back on nothing. Doesn't my doctor, my GP, rent through me? I was down there on Monday morning on an emergency because of the painkillers they gave me is multiplied by three times that they give in these country, and I I googled it. I couldn't believe what they were giving for. And I knew my GP was going to run a, run a muck on me because he ran a muck on me before they went. He says, I'm warning you, the, the people I'm seeing coming into the surgery from it. And when I was down from there on Monday morning on an emergency call, he says, I warned you about this. He says, no, you need to go to a dental hygienist. 
I, and he told me bits and pieces like uh, what way to brush them. I said, you've told me more than the, the, the dental place that I paid £4,000. You've told oh me more God. on aftercare. Yeah, and like she got her teeth filed down on Monday when we got over there. And we were flying. We were getting picked up on 9 o'clock Saturday. She didn't get her crowns or veneers until 12 o'clock Friday night. It was unbelievable. Yeah, so... They, they took too many people on. <clears throat> and they backlogged me where everybody was. My teeth should have been... Back from the lab. Because yeah. I was noticing that on the page that there yeah, was everybody a, was like, you, was you were like, what's happening? What's going on? And you were having a meltdown. And I started, I went mad. I was like... He took 85 patients on, which he shouldn't have. And everybody believed me was, was calculating how much that was. How much was it? Maybe 250,000? Quarter of a million. In one week. <laughs> Paul, what were you saying? I know Paul, we're still on. Paul, didn't you say something about the the operations over in Turkey that it's all, it's all coming out now, is it? There's a big article in Sky News, so that's where he's yeah. seen it. Is that, was yeah. uh, someone say that an 82-year-old died of some getting his teeth done as well there during the week? Someone was saying <laughs> an 86-year-old. No, a friend of mine says someone died. Normal, but a 96-year-old got an 86-year-old or 82. He was. I know. <laughs> I swear to God, I said to my what friend, "What's denture? I said, dentures? What? I hear. I think she has it wrong." But come here, thank you so much for sitting ah, down with me. You are very good. Um, and we'll probably have to sit down again another time yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah, definitely, Rebecca. Should we be on the next journey? Keep, keep <laughs> updated. We will. What, <laughs> baby? Thanks, guys. Bye, bye. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you. <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.